0: Hello, I'm John Foster, and this is Inside Holiday Letting, a podcast series from Sykes Holiday Cottages. Today's episode is offering practical advice, sharing the tools you need to get a holiday let business up and running. Joining us again in this episode are our team of experts from the holiday letting industry Vanessa Warwick, who's a full time residential landlord and co founder of the Property Tribes Forum. Sykes Holiday Cottages, Rachel Brennan. And we also have a special guest today as well. Over to you, Elaine. Of
1: course. Hi, I'm Elaine Watt. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm from the Holiday Let Success podcast, which I host and produce and have done so for the last seven years. My goal with the podcast is to help owners, hosts, increase bookings, reduce costs and save time, and just enjoy their businesses, get the most out of it. And there's a series of courses that I help them with. So it's all about support, making the best for themselves and making the best of their businesses and for the industry as a whole.
0: Welcome to Inside Holiday Letting, Elaine. Now, what are some of the things to consider when buying a property with the intention of holiday letting? I
1: think the most important thing you need to consider when you are looking at getting involved with a holiday let is the destination, the location of the property. Have a look at the area. What is it that people actually come to this area for and check that there is really a support system there? Are people visiting the area already? is there lots of fun things to do in the area? Is there great infrastructure? And then if the people that are coming to the area are coming to do all of these different things that you've just found out about, is the property that you're looking at going to be the right property for that type of client? So if it's really a family destination, if you're looking at one bed property, there's most likely going to be a bit of a a mismatch there. So the property is not going to be doing exactly what you want it to do in terms of that market. So really to look at the destination, is it going to do what you need it to do? Is there a market there? And then make sure that you are matching up with the type of property.
0: So do your research, look at a location, property type as well. That's the easy part. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now, the, now the logistics and the hard work actually starts in taking it to that next level.
1: Absolutely, most definitely, and that there are so many different things to to consider. And I think first of all, you've got to really ask yourself some some important questions along the lines of: Am I going to be equipped to be able to deal with a constant stream of turnovers? Am I really prepared for what that actually involves? Is that something I'm going to do in-house? Is it something I'm going to get somebody else in to do? Am I going to go down the employment route? Am I going to outsource? There's many, many things to consider. And that's the operational side. And of course, before you even get to that point, you've got to set up the property and ensure it's fully equipped. And the most important thing really is to have the person or the people that are going to come and stay in your mind when you are setting up that place. If you think about when you've been away and stayed in a short term rental holiday home in the past, what has made you think Amazing! That was a fantastic holiday, and really think what is just going to ease the stay for somebody coming to stay at your place. But yes, multiple things to think about at that stage. So it's it's along the lines of guest care and really hand holding them, making sure that they are going to enjoy their stay. Can you bring them in? Can you constantly fill this property? And are you going to be equipped to do that?
0: And, Vanessa, you've got a top ten list as well, haven't you?
2: I have. It just goes into a little bit more detail, um, uh, similar to what... uh Elaine was saying. Uh, Number one, I believe that the property should be within a one and a half hour drive of a major population density. And the reason I say that is to capitalize on this trend of the the long weekender or the staycationer that we've seen developing over the last five years. Most people want to leave their desk at six o'clock on a Friday evening and be sitting on their balcony or patio with a glass of wine by you know, eight o'clock. So uh, you know that you're going to have guests um, within the uh, radius of the holiday let to fill the fill the property. Number two, a year-round program of activities and events in the area, so capitalize on existing footfall. and This will help uh, fill your occupancy during uh, the low season months. I'm a very big fan of uh, coastal holiday lets, so number three would be a great safe and sandy beach that families and children can enjoy. Um, number four, very important, fine dining options in the area. We are becoming an of foodies and people do like to to dine out or uh, in more recent times have their home deliveries. So fine dining options in the area is a must. Uh, Number five, uh, a property that is externally attractive and or has great views um, because these will really stand out in the marketing photos on the portals. And we all know that people buy with their eyes. So it's a real asset to have a very, very attractive property or a quirky property or a great view that really jumps out uh, on the portals. Uh, Number six would be super fast Wi-Fi, you just cannot have a holiday let without Wi-Fi these days, it is expected and um, we've mentioned that there might be six, seven, eight devices on at any one time so you need to make sure that the Wi-Fi can accommodate that level of use number seven easy access and parking somebody that arrives on a rainy friday evening doesn't want to find they have to park across the road on a very busy road and climb 20 steps up to uh, the holiday let to the front door so having access um, and parking uh very easy and within the environs of the property i think is vital and you should state that in your marketing because that's a big plus point uh number eight pet friendly uh pets are part of the family Uh, i go away uh, in holiday lets with my pets i take my three cats with me i wouldn't be without them obviously saves on kennel costs as well number nine uh, obviously decorated and done to a very high specification that's absolutely expected now and number ten outside relaxation space, such as a decked garden uh, or balcony with uh, furniture and, you know, maybe a dining table and chairs so people can uh, dine al fresco in the summer.
0: Okay, Vanessa. And, And turning to you, Rachel, bear in mind all of those things that Vanessa said and a lot of people will say, okay, yes, that's great. We've filled all of that criteria. We're there. Actually, no, you haven't even started yet because There's all of the other outgoings and the operational items that maybe people don't consider about, you know, the mortgage, the council tax, the gas, electric, house insurance, all of those legal requirements.
3: Yeah, and I think especially when you're buying a property, that, that is one of the first things that needs to come to mind is how am I going to finance this? Um, you know, we know with a, a sort of holiday let mortgage, you know, you're looking at around that sort of 25, 30% deposit that you're going to need to put down on that. So are you going to secure the the right mortgage for you? If you're a cash buyer, then that's not something you need to consider. So of course, you've got the Property mortgage um, potentially coming out as an outgoing. Also looking at sort of you know council taxes. Um, we alluded in the in the, in the first podcast holiday lets are are classed as more of a business asset, Um, you know, it's a trading asset. So you may be able to register that property as a business, which you may be able to switch to business rate, which nine times out of 10 work in an owner's favour. That's something that you would need to um, do some more research on and speak with local councils on that. Um, Other things is the insurance for the property. So you need um, holiday let insurance, specific insurance with that sort of minimum of £2 million of public liability. And that's that's a really um, important thing um, there is that you have that liability cover there as well. As well as doing risk assessments, a lot of of these things can be done um, yourself in terms of a fire risk assessment. However, the larger the property, or if you have any unique factors in your property as well, you may need to outsource that and get a professional to come in and do that for you. Even the likes of um, uh, gas safety certificates, uh, if you have a private water supply, looking at those as well. And then, of course, the sort of um, cleaning Cost that could be incurred on your changeover days, so it it is a hard graft, uh, you know, for each for each day, and it is just knowing whether you are going to do that yourself. But again, your time is not free either, um, which a lot of our owners, you know, sort of think, oh, I'll do that myself. That's not a cost incurred. But of course, there is a lot of equipment that's going to be needed there, a lot of supplies that's going to be needed there as well, and then maintenance costs. So you know, there will be the odd breakage from time to time, and it's making sure that you are picking a sort of crockery um, that you are going to be able to replace nice and easily, that you're not going to have to replace your whole set again just because one one cup's broken, you don't want it to look sort of mismatched. And then you may need to replace sort of mattresses or bedding or, or anything like that from time to time. And then the additional features. We know popular features such as hot tubs, um, swimming pools, the likes of open fires, they all come with a maintenance sort of uh, cost as well, as, as well as some specialist cleaning in there. So it's all these things that you just need to consider along the way. Um, to make sure that you've you've got all of those outgoings and you've crunched your numbers effectively to make sure it's a viable option for you,
0: and things like the annual um, painting and just upgrading of facilities in general to keep on track and to to make sure that the property is looking the best it can. I mean, this does cost quite a bit of money doesn't it
3: that's right uh, a lot of a lot of our owners when they look at their numbers and it's very very ballpark but you're sort of looking at around sort of 50 percent of that income that you're making probably going on all of those costs that we've just talked about and uh, it is important to keep the property well maintained at all times because that is what's going to drive additional bookings to your property that's going to give you that all-important customer feedback it's going to make those customers return so it's something that you need to put that time and effort into and to make sure one that it's safe but two that it's presented into the best light so when they arrive and it's ticked every box for that customer and 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 you've
0: got that wow factor and vanessa how do you actually set up a holiday lab? because you've got to get customers and persuade them to book with you. So you've got to look at the price and the market of the property, the pros and cons of maybe doing it yourself or getting a third party involved.
2: Indeed, and these are all decisions that you should really make, um, you know, right when you're in your kind of research phase uh, because they're all very, very important uh, for obvious reasons. In, In my particular case, my holiday lets are all quite, you know, a distance from me. Um and I opt to have them fully managed, and that's worked well for me. However, if you live next door to your holiday let, then you may look to, to save costs. But I think, you know, what I would say is that the setup costs for a holiday let are, are far more significant than um, you know, a standard buy-to-let property because you are buying high-quality fixtures and fittings and furnishings. Um, the other thing to take into account is uh that you need three sets of all your bed linen um typically you'll have one on the bed one in the cupboard if there's an, an issue during the, the guest stay and one in the wash so you know if you've got four bedrooms uh multiply that by three um you have to i recommend buying you know hotel quality uh, thread count linen, it wears better. It feels more luxurious to the guest. Then you know, if you're supplying dressing gowns, which I think you should, you should have, you know, your three sets of dressing gowns and so on. So the actual setup costs are are quite uh, you know significant, um, and as we've mentioned, some of those uh, can be uh, offset against tax. Um, And then once it's up and running, I think the the good thing is, is, uh, you know, as as Rachel mentioned, you've got your mortgage. If you have one, your council tax and your your insurance and maybe standing utilities. But you only start to get the bills for the cleaning and the other bits and pieces if you've actually had a guest staying. So um, holiday lets is one of those nice situations where bills start to come in, you kind of know that you're actually uh, doing well.
0: Thanks, Vanessa. That's good advice. And on that subject, how do you price and market the property? You know, how do you settle on a price?
2: Again, I think that's where a company like Sykes Holiday Cottages will will come into their own. They're a huge resource um, for uh, holiday letters um, and, you know, prospective holiday landlords and, you know, they're there to guide you on pricing and I think that pricing within the holiday let market is is quite sensitive. Um, guests are looking for good rates. Um, a lot of people use dynamic pricing, uh, which is based on you know the demand and is, is very flexible. And the price will increase as the um, supply goes down. So there's there's that option as well to use dynamic pricing. But essentially, when you're starting out, I would really recommend going uh, to a company like Sykes, um, who can actually advise you. Uh, you know what the competition is like in the area the kind of rates that other cottages are achieving and really help you set your pricing to be competitive within the marketplace and one thing i would say is for your first year expect it to be a little bit patchy while your cottage is getting traction in the marketplace and after that one thing if you, if you get it right you will benefit from is repeat bookings and they're obviously The most fantastic type of booking because the guest just keeps coming back and certainly at my holiday lets i have guests that come maybe two or three times a year for for a long weekend and they kind of regard it as their second kind of home away from home so when you can build up that repeat clientele um that really does help with your occupancy rates
0: And Elaine, for some people, you know, they may live very close to their holiday let and they may purely want to do the private rental and and do it DIY. Uh, But for for others, that might not be a case for them. So using a third party to market and actually look after the property as well. What are the pros and cons of that?
1: Yeah, most definitely. When when a property is further away, I think... When people are first getting going, it can be a little bit of a worry. They start to think, how am I going to actually handle this from a distance? But... To know that it is completely doable. And yes, there are two ways to go about it. You can do what Vanessa does, which is completely hand off everything to a company which knows the area. They do the marketing, they do all the guest contact, and they will get the guests settled into the property. They'll do all the changeovers, and everything is essentially managed. And of course, there's a premium for that. So It's taken out of your hands, it's out of your head, and you really don't need to to worry about it. It's a set and forget. Well, keep an eye on just every, every month contact with the manager, but essentially it's out of your hands and it's not a worry for you. So there is a cost that comes with that, and it really depends what it is that you're wanting to do with your portfolio. If this is going to be something that... It's an addition to your portfolio to keep it separate, keep it all different to to make sure you've got a a spread of different types of properties in that portfolio, then it may well be that it's not something you want to spend a lot of time learning about and and moving it off to a third party is a brilliant way uh, of getting into the market without having any of the, the stress or the hassle or the additional things that you have to think about. But if you wanted to look after it yourself, again, it is still doable from a distance. And then that comes down to your ability to find the right people to look after the property in the area. And really the key to that is communication. So once you've found somebody to look after the property in your absence, it truly is down to communication and making sure that they know that they are a valued member of the team. So whether that's a company or whether that's an individual, I so, so have found that, that the most important thing is communication and appreciation.
0: And not forgetting to, to plan in that time for the maintenance and also the upkeep, but also for yourself. If, if you own the holiday let, you might want to spend some time there yourself. I think quite a few people might forget that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And something that's quite easily forgotten and people soon find out is that the weeks they want to stay are actually the weeks that are going to bring in the most profit to the property. They're the, the highest weeks, the highest priced weeks at the time when everybody wants to go on holiday. So there is that to bear in mind because many times people will take the property on and they'll think, oh, fantastic. I've got this holiday to look forward to. But then they also have this side that they want to get the most out of their investment. So very often they end up actually giving away their best weeks to make the best out of the investment and taking a week which maybe wouldn't be their ideal time of year and oftentimes it's like a blurred line between a holiday and a business many people that i speak to find that they they end up staying at their holiday home but they're actually doing jobs and maintenance themselves while they're there they're checking it over they're they're having the guest experience and they're checking that everything runs smoothly so they do end up kind of working on that holiday. So I think those, those are key things to bear in mind. If you purely want it as a holiday, you need to set up your boundaries and decide what it is that you're doing and to to try not to give away all of your best. We you still enjoy it yourself if that's what you originally went into for.
0: And I suppose, Vanessa, no matter how much you've planned and how much you've maybe put the third party in and, you know, everything looks great, You're still learning as you go along and you can still pick up tips from research, from what other people are doing. There's plenty of case studies and blogs online. You never stop learning as you go along.
2: Well, you don't, and it's important that you do continue to learn and think about how you can improve your proposition. Um, On Property Tribes, for instance, we have a holiday-let tribe, which is powered by Sykes Holiday Cottages, and that is just total discussions about... Uh, sourcing, managing, marketing, maintaining a holiday let. So there's a huge uh, resource right there, um, and I've mentioned the many different resources that Sykes themselves have have as well. So um, you you are learning on the job, and, and you should want to. You should want to, uh, you know, improve your game as you go along. I, I I do think that's that's very important.
0: And Rachel, you would agree with that as well.
3: Definitely. And I think the best place to learn from is, is your customer feedback. Um, you know, it's the people who are staying there at your property as well, um, who may have other suggestions or there may be something that you've missed that you can then um, change for the next time. So, I certainly think that no sort of feedback is is, is bad feedback. It's all constructive um, as long as we take it positively and we can change that the next time around. Um, when it comes to sort of researching, it's really looking at your booking levels and, and making sure that they are hitting the expectations. Something that with an agency, they might be able to do that for you, particularly with Sykes. We actually have a a team which all of our new owners sit with typically for three months. I like to call them our little nursery for new owners as they first come on board with us. And that is comparing their performance to other properties in the area. And we will give suggestions if we think that um, they're performance isn't hitting the required um, expectations. If they're booking too quickly or too slowly, we look at those factors because it could be price, it could be a different feature that potentially a, a competing property nearby is offering that you're not. So, if you are with an agency, it's asking that agency to, to help you with that. But also, if you're doing it yourself, it's, it's keeping on top of what else is in the
0: area. And buying a property is, for a lot of people, the most expensive thing that they will ever do. And if you're going to go into the holiday letting market as well, you have to commit to the project, don't you, Elaine? It's full on 100%.
1: Absolutely. And if if you have invested in whatever it is you've invested in, but particularly in, in a holiday let, once you are in, you really have to keep the ball rolling once you've gone through the setup, once you've gone through filling it up with the supplies that you need, you've decided on your linen and towels, you've you've set up your housekeeping, you've decided what stock you're going to have in place, when you've decided how you're managing it, how guests are going to get in there, you've got your photographs done. I mean, at this stage, there's still many more things to do. You've got to think of your rental agreement, your photos, your listing copy. Are you going to have a website? How are you going to market it? How are you going to Handle guests? Is it going to be you? And you can see there's that many decisions that need to be made. You really are all in with a, a holiday let, and unless, as the ladies on the call have said, it is going to be handled by a third party. But even if it is handled by a third party, you still have to ensure that that this truly is looked after to a really, really high degree and you've constantly got the guest experience in mind. And so yes, once you are in, you really do need to ensure that you're learning, you're learning from mistakes, you're learning from feedback that's been fantastic. So you can do more of that, and and really listening to suggestions, putting implementing things that guests have maybe um suggested something that might be missing for the property and just really listening being completely open to learning and being absolutely committed to to excellence for the guests so yes most definitely
0: Vanessa I mean there's a lot to think about when you when you start out but I suppose one of the key things to remind people is you're not alone there is help out there
2: there most definitely is. Um, we've, we've mentioned some of the sources of help. Um, Google is your friend. Um, there's loads of resources out there. I myself have, have written a, a very extensive guide of how to source a holiday let, how to set it up, uh, how to you know market it, find a suitable agent for it, uh, how to, to manage it, um, the kind of things that you will Find along the way because you know many most people um, you know have bought their own home they understand how to do that you know a lot of people in the UK have one or two buy to let properties they they understand how to do that but I think with holiday lets the attention to detail um, is far far greater uh, than just standard buy to let um, as we said before we as holiday let owners have a responsibility to provide. Uh, a fantastic experience for our guests. I regard that as a privilege actually, that I I can do that. And some of the things that that we can do just really go the extra mile. And and we know that it's not very crowded along that extra mile. And some of the things that I do is I, I put in a welcome pack with all local produce from the local area Uh, If there's a pet coming, I put in uh, a little set of pet treats to welcome the pet as well. And just thinking about what the guest needs, I have a folder with a list of all the local restaurants, all the local uh, restaurant takeaways, um, all the contact numbers that they might need. Uh, when they're in the area maybe uh, you can provide things like a list of of walks in the area a list of local attractions so everything is literally at their fingertips to you know build their holiday uh, as they as they want it and you know there's everybody's probably familiar with with coast magazine and they do a lovely feature every month where they do a weekend away in and then the person arrives on Friday night and they check into their accommodation and then they go out for dinner and then they do something Saturday and morning and afternoon and Sunday morning and afternoon, that kind of thing. And and you you, you can provide that uh, resource for your your guests when they arrive. And there's a very interesting phenomenon um, which scientists have discovered in the last few years, and it's called anticipation happiness. Um, And scientists have found that people are actually happier anticipating something than they are actually doing that activity and i think this really plays into holiday let's um marketing because you can really tap into that anticipation happiness help them you know before they even arrive at the property, send them an email saying these are all the local attractions, these are our favourite pubs in the area, um, and so on and so forth, and really help them build the anticipation of, of of arriving at the property and having a wonderful time. So these are all the little uh, you know tricks and hacks that you can do um, to really create a, a wonderful guest experience. And and as Elaine rightly said, we we should all be striving for excellence in that regards.
0: And even down, as you said there, to putting the treats out for the pet, <laughs> that goes a really, really long way with the owner and they will remember that.
2: Well, that's exactly, you know, exactly why um, these little things are so so good to do, because it it makes people feel special. And in any business, no matter what business you're in, and let's Not beat around the bush. If you're running a holiday let, it is a business. Um, You have liabilities as a business owner, you have compliance responsibilities to ensure the property is safe for your guest. And, you know, like any business, uh, you know, just go the extra mile, make people feel special, and that's how you build your customer base.
0: Rachel, we've been looking at the practical steps to get a holiday let business up and running. Can it be just put down into the three R's, research, research, and research. And then a bit more research after that.
3: Most definitely. And I think, you know, to, to start all of that, you you really are thinking about what, what your motivations are for holiday letting, because that is going to start, you know, the sort of basis for all of those answers that you're looking for. Is this a pure investment or is this somewhere that I want to go um, on holiday as well? And chances are that if you like something, somebody else out there is going to like it too. So you're best looking in those locations that you've had fantastic holidays, those locations that you really want to go back to. And then it is just thinking about the logistics. Who is going to manage this property? Is it going to be myself? I need to sort of look at it in about an hour radius of where where I'm, I'm, I'm living, my main residence, or if it's a third party, then and I'm going to outsource that, then I can pretty much go anywhere in the UK. And then that's where I can knuckle down on where the sort of best returns are for my investment. And sometimes you find with locations, it, the most popular locations aren't always the the, the ones where the house prices are the cheapest, so you've got to really sort of factor factor that in, and then um, it's it's all on price and and setting your property up for success from the very very beginning. So as Elaine said, it's those professional photographs, it's that beautifully written description. It is playing into all of those factors that Vanessa has just been talking about um, of what you are going to be able to do at that property, all of the activities in the local and surrounding areas that you're going to be able to do, and then how are you going to get that out there? How are you going to get that traffic to your listing to get those all important customers coming through and having a look at those beautiful pictures and that description and, and then more importantly, you know, booking booking your property.
2: I don't know what the other ladies on on the podcast think, but um, I've been pondering this recently. If you equip your holiday let to a much much higher standard, I don't think that impacts massively on what you can achieve rental-wise, I think it probably can increase uh, what you can achieve by maybe 10 or 15%. But what it definitely will achieve is more bookings because you've got that wow factor that we've been talking about. I just wondered if the other other ladies
3: agreed. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, the that those factors don't always change your price points, and it's it's important to, to remain competitive at all times. There is certain features that will, um, you know, add to your price points, such as our sort of hot tubs, you know, the big ticket items that you're putting in your property. Um, whereas some of the other sort of smart mod comms, you know, the smart TVs, the Bluetooth sort of speakers around the property, um, all of these things won't necessarily just um increase your 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 rates but they certainly are going to add to that customer experience the customer satisfaction great reviews and then that's more bookings coming your way which of course in 10 is is, is more revenue and income
1: yes and I, I i agree most definitely it's it's being that little bit different it's being that little bit more luxurious and i think there comes an assumption with that, which is what people want when they're booking a holiday home, that there's a a level of trust. If you have gone to the effort of beautifully decorating and equipping this property, there's an assumption that there's a, a level of care there that's maybe one step above. And people do want to book something that they can be completely, they can completely trust in and they can dream about and they can look forward to knowing that you're cared for when you get there. And what Vanessa, I agree with what Vanessa said in that there's going to be a cap to how much of a, of a, a higher rate you can actually expect, but there will be a higher rate. And As Rachel then said, it's standing out and being different. Something quirky, something different. It's something that me and my husband have talked about, the different types of properties that are out there really do stand out and add that luxury in and absolutely you've got a bookings magnet.
0: Okay, so in summary, there's lots to think about. Do your research and then do some more. Make sure you've committed to the project and consider using a trusted third party to help you on your way and to take away some of that hard and also expensive work as well. In the next episode of Inside Holiday Letting with Sykes Holiday Cottages, we're going to look at how to maximise your holiday let income. But for the moment, from me, John Foster, and from Elaine, Vanessa and Rachel, thanks for listening.